Hey everybody, welcome to the Insufferable Bastards. My name is Joe Grillo for the purposes of this broadcast, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Brian Spears. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello. So we're going to review, I guess, or discuss, or talk about, or do whatever to Halloween Ends, the movie that the entire internet is talking about, the whole country's talking about, horror, whatever, it's mainstream. Joining us for the discussion is our lifelong friend, our brother from another mother, our frenemy, our lover, the gentleman, Mr. Johnny Amenta from The Pint, a pop culture podcast. Woo! Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, big fan of the show, frenemy, all that stuff. And, you told uh, us thank- first lie. Oh, no, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Big, big fan of the show. Brian, Brian has my, you know, I don't, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, but you know, I have a good rotation of maybe like 10. Brian has my favorite intro. Hello, hello. It's it, like if there was a several. It's not even, was, I'm just completely stealing I, I, it. <laughs> well, it, it, it works. If, if, I, if I don't know what it is, then it works. Then it's you. I, I'd get a shirt that said that with your face on it. Yeah, Brian was Weird. just Brian. I thought, I'm, I'm surprised Brian's back. He was on the recent activity podcast with. Uh, what's the guy? Andrew Morgan. Andrew, Andrew Morgan. Morgan. Sorry about that. I had a, Rodale, I had a, yeah. Yeah, so uh, thanks for coming back, Brian. I appreciate it. I thought I lost well, you. Know. Before we get into the Halloween ends discussion, we suddenly, for a couple of weeks there, became, I don't want to say we were part of the Dabblerverse, right? Because we're not. We we're sort of outsiders looking in. But we did do a couple of episodes dealing with Stuttering John and that whole Who Are These Podcasts, Shuli, the Uncle Rico Show. That is all part of the Dabbler universe on reddit dabblers anonymous okay so there is a whole culture and community around the stuttering john podcast and it it, it can be odd for those who don't know what i'm talking about because the first reaction if you're not aware of what stuttering john is up to or how people are reacting to him you're like what who what what this this guy's still alive which john you kind of had that reaction you're like what the hell is this so I thought I would introduce because Brian, you're not you're not watching it as you're not you have some time you both have lives, right? I, I I'm on the computer all day, even for work. So I'm on YouTube all day, and I'm getting notifications all the time, and I'm completely addicted to Stuttering John and the whole Dabbler universe. So I thought I would share with you guys a couple of videos to give you a taste of what the Dabblers are doing, because okay. I'll tell you, it's wildly creative, it's hilarious. There's a ton of talent out there. And, you know, that's why, like, our podcast gets, you guys suck. I'm like, yeah, well, look what we're going against. These guys are good. So I'm going to share the screen right now. Give me a thumbs up once we start to make sure uh, you can hear this. But this is, as you can see, the uh uh-uhs of an idiot by Why Do I Podcast. Friend of the show. Uh, Joni Heisenberg. Um, Anyway, um, Joni Heisenberg. uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 let's see. Um, so this dude, uh, I mean, he downloaded and cut. This uh, is like a four-hour uh, broadcast, oh. and he got all the and, us. Um, uh, uh, Jay Gatsby. 
Um, that's my favorite, uh, that's my favorite part. So there you go. There's a little taste of that. Let me go back and turn it off because I screwed it up. Uh, and then I want to show you. This is called Stuttering John, the chorus song. It's by Stut Joe's Fair Use Baloney Factory, which is one of the uh, the top tier dabbler creative YouTube pages. <laughs> have a few pints with the boys and then make my way over. I'll probably have some... Uh... Ooh, cause. <laughs> oh. Yeah, all I really want is cause. I hit the pub. And in the morning, it's cause. Yeah. And in the evening, it's cause. Ah, yeah. My house is filled with bugs. Cockroach love cob. I like a chick with nice jugs. Pam Aniston has. You need to send more super chats. Is that a uh, super chat? To buy more litter for my cats. Cat litter all over the place. My body's covered in stink. Then the room smells. Invite my guest out for a my drink. Favorite pub, Pickwick Pub. Jay Leno once laughed at my joke. <laughs> I think I'll have another stroke. 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 Planning lawsuits with Pope Michael S. Uh, I need Viagra for my car. All we need is my Viagra. Sometimes I stutter my words. And you only fake that stutter. Uh, green screen is this dude was the, the announcer wait, on the Tonight Show. I better watch his back. I, I'd love to beat the shit out of I got a weird growth on my sack. That is disgusting. In third grade, I played the horn. Play. I was in all district band. Howard gave me some popcorn. Bonus was a popcorn canister. The puppet triumph sold my I, bit. You know, stole my act. Girl says that my breath smells just like shit. I farted at a dinner. Have OCD, can't clean my room. I happen to be the slot. Can you come help me set up Zoom? Audio for StreamYard. Susanna getting a handy <laughs> from Adam Sandler in college. <laughs> well, Adam Sandler's also a fellow NYU graduate, and so is my ex-wife. In fact, Adam Sandler and my ex-wife had sex when they were going to NYU. Yeah! Who was on the balcony, who was in the cat dish, who was in the hamper, who was blocking my door, who was... Oh, Jesus. The trolls, they this is from his live stream, all these clips. About my kids. <laughs> and I just talked to Popak, and we are going to have ourselves a lawsuit. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. This cause light is for you. Because I'm fucking pissed. Please, people, subscribe to my buddy. What is the mom? <laughs> all right, all right, one more. All right, come on, John. You starting to get the taste of it, though, John. You see, he, there's like... There's... Uh, he, I haven't seen Stuttering John in a long time. I'm, I'm a Stern fan, but, you know, I don't keep up with these guys. He, right. he, he looks like... He looks like uh, someone that was on like 20 episodes of The Sopranos at this point, like like background thug number four. He's like, he's it's, it's rough. It's rough. Oh All right. So here is. Let's see. Did I share this right? Here is. Let me get rid of that. Sorry about that. OK, so this is a clip from the Uncle Rico show. This is a relatively new show where Shuli from former Howard Stern staffer, Bob Levy, legendary stand up comic. Mike Morris, another comic who has stern connections. They just watch clips from Dabblers Anonymous, the Reddit, uh, the subreddit on Reddit, and they just react. So this this clip is called John John chokes on his phlegm. 
Oh, uh, Patrick sent us this because he says, I know how much Bob loves clips yeah. like these. So thank you, Patrick. Keep <laughs> He's coming. a good boy, that Patrick. He really Lonely is. baby. I they literally him. have a 100-year plan. And, and, and so, <laughs> yeah. That was a choke and a half. Wow. I got to see this again. And John, since you're uninitiated, John's show is a political show. He's still joking. <laughs> Shoot it down, John. Shoot it down. Oh. <laughs> I guess I'm going down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that happens to me a lot. But <laughs> all right. All that being said. Again, I just wanted to expose uh, Mr. Amenta to the world of the dabblers and stuttering John. That now let's thing get was pretty tough to watch, <laughs> right? Funny though, right? Yeah. Funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, speaking of funny, I don't know this. This was a funny movie and funny like Joe Pesci. Do you think I'm here to amuse you? This is a crazy. I don't know what Halloween ends was. Uh, I'm just gonna say right off the bat, I'll give it a one star out of four. Four being the best. This this was an atrocious movie. I didn't think it could get worse out of Halloween or from Halloween kills. And somehow it managed to do that. So well, it makes Halloween kills look awesome. Yeah. And we should say spoilers and, and all that. Right. There's like, there'll be a total reassessment of that movie after this piece of garbage, I guess. But I guess my first question, and maybe I'll ask a John Amenta, who watched the movie, I guess. What did you see today? Did you see it in the theater, John? I saw the theater, yeah. So uh, real quick, in 2018, uh, Lloyd, my co-host on The Pint, and uh, our buddy Chris Frodell from Recent Activity, we went and saw the first one in 2018 in the theaters. And at the time, optimistic. And when it ended, it wasn't good. We didn't like it. But we said, you know, next year, let's come back, right? You know, there's going to be three of these. And at the time, it was going to be year after year after year. So we said, let's come back next year. COVID happens. It takes two years. So two years later, we said, and, and Chris goes to CT Horror Fest with us. So we said, let's go this year and see last year in 21 Halloween Kills. We go and see it. It's even worse than the first one. It's ridiculous. It's goofy. Exactly. Mr. Arguing with myself. And uh, when it ended, we said, we have to come back next year. So it, it was more of a look, I'll tell you, I don't go to the movies a lot anymore, not because of COVID, but just because kind of tough to get out there. But when I do go to the movies, I generally look forward to it, except for seeing Lloyd and Chris. I dreaded it all day. So I'm like, this movie is not going to be good. So so that was it. It was we went to the theater because we did it three times and it was kind of like almost like a endurance test at this point. And let me and I put this on Twitter earlier today I, when I was watching it. I mean, I watched it at home at Peacock. And I was laughing at times where I didn't think, I I know, okay, Danny McBride is a brilliantly, viciously funny dude, right? And we love Eastbound and Down, Vice Principals, uh, anything these guys have done. Because there's that weird mix of drama and comedy and and, and it's awkward and there's things you're laughing at that you're not supposed to be laughing about. But I found myself laughing in parts where I was like, this is unintentionally funny. This This is not... Funny, yeah. funny, wink, wink, joke, funny. So I put something out there. Were there people in the theater laughing when they weren't supposed to be laughing? Do you think? M- me, absolutely. And yes, there were other people. It, it, I think. I think there was just a sense 
from the beginning of this movie to the end of what the fuck is going on here. Like, because this movie takes such a weird turn. And uh, yeah, there were people laughing at things. And like you said, I, I, I like Danny McBride a lot too. I love these bottom down. I've seen a little bit of uh, vice principles and righteous gemstones. I thought they were both really good, but I, I don't think that that works for everything. And I just don't think maybe he works for Halloween movies because I don't you could think only he worked that much on this one. I agree. I also, because if you look on the credits list, there was four writers. Yeah. He was third listed. Not that that means anything, Yeah, but I think he gets diluted. And I think certainly you can tell the stuff he wrote. Like for me in Halloween kills all the big John, little John, the gay guys, that was yeah. him. That yeah. was him. Right. But in this one, I, I don't know if he's the one that said, you know, hey, let's make this thing, let, let, you know, the twist that, that we're going to talk about. Let's make this thing about somebody else. Like, who the fuck said that? I, it was so hard not to fast forward this movie. I've never struggled as much. It was like giving up heroin. It takes an hour and 15 minutes to get going. Yeah. Well, to, to turn into other... some type of horror movie or some type of slasher movie. Hour and we 15. have a friend and he's not a, he's sort of a friend of me, too, to our show in a, in a sense that he hates our choices for everything. But Shane actually wrote something today that I totally one time I finally agreed with him 100%. This was totally a David Gordon Green movie. I just don't know if that this is what made me concerned that David Gordon Green making a Halloween movie like it was weird that there's a love. There's a first off, this movie's an hour and 50 minutes. It either needed to be three hours or get rid of all these weird subplots that happen in five minutes. So five minutes. So so in the movie, in the theater, at about like maybe the 25 minute mark, I leaned over to Chris Frodell. And I said to him, I said, this is like, it reminds me of the Simpsons episode, 22 Tales of Springfield. I said, this is like 22 Tales of, ha- of Haddonfield hmm. because, because they're literally, you know, the, you get the pre-credit uh, scene, which I actually thought the pre-credit scene with the, with the kid dropping, I thought that was a good jump scare. And I was like, oh, maybe, okay, maybe this is going somewhere. So you get the babysitter story. Then you get what's going on with Lori in, in, you know, in the four years since then Lori at the grocery store. And it's like every scene, the bullies versus the babysitter and every scene just felt like we're, we're going through the town. But meanwhile, yeah, it was like Twin Peaks, you're in, the, was, in an episode was, of Twin Peaks. Right. But meanwhile, <laughs> you're going to a Halloween movie because you want to see Michael Myers kill people eventually. Well, also, let's be honest. Halloween kills. I mean, you could have finished this on the first Halloween. Oh, yeah. you know, whatever this remake was. Well, yeah. You know, and Halloween Kills went nowhere because we thought, all right, you're saving it all to have the f- two-hour fight scene between Laurie Strode and, and this, Michael Myers. This is the most. This movie just doesn't need to exist when it comes right down to it. There was no reason for this movie. That's what really kind of kills me about it. It just, you know, they did it. It's it's purely for profit. It's a love story. It's yeah. a love story between two people that like, how did this happen? And there, it, it was every, she falls movie. in love with them at first sight, just first immediately. Sight. And, and, it's, and then they it, ride it sort of motorcycles has a licorice, together. It they has a licorice a motorcycle pe- together. It has a licorice pizza vibe to it. It's these young people running pizza. through Had Haddonfield, but all of, by the way, that Michael Myers, the biggest mass murderer in the history of this, of, of the planet who, is a you know obviously a legendary evil. Oh, he's he's living in the sewer drain or whatever the WPCA drain uh, wait, over there. While also, these two kids are falling in love, it was it was maddening. It was it was it was awful. living in a sewer 
in a latex mask. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's I know, what I... kind of drove me. Listen, I don't want to see Michael Myers with his mask, which is another big fault to this movie. But he's living in a sewer. He hasn't changed his clothes. He's wearing a mask. And in four years, he hasn't left. You know, he's the most haunted man, you know, the, the boogeyman of Haddonfield. And he's still in the sewer in Haddonfield. Like the guy never went farther than that. Like, can I can I ask a question about this movie that I, I asked uh, Lloyd and Chris after we watched it? Is this movie a message movie about bullying? Because I felt like I felt like, you know, the, the, the babysitter kid, it was an accident. It was clearly an accident. What happens in the beginning of the movie? But he becomes a pariah in the town. Right. And when we first meet him, he's got a job. He's trying. It seems like he's trying to just live his life, but nobody will let him live his life. And then he suddenly, for no reason, becomes fucking evil. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If you went in that direction and it was like not his fault, but at some point he's like, we're just going to kill everyone. It felt like the beginning of the movie, that whole character came from another script that right. has been shopped around. There was some other story out there. And then they needed a, a last Halloween and they took a, a spec script or whatever. Like when we had Joe Greenberg as a co-host, yeah. he used to tell us about how this would happen. And they just took it and turned it into a Halloween movie. Cause yeah. it does, it does feel like it was interesting. That looked like another movie, you know, the opening yes. scene, it was, it was interesting, but then Felt like an eighties movie to me, like, you know, like that Aiden Quinn, Daryl Hannah movie, reckless. I never saw the movie, but I just remember the poster. It was the couples on the motorcycles. Oh, okay. And and like Return of the Living Dead you Part of a poster 3. of a movie you never saw. Yeah, like, but, but wait, just, I'm not answering John's question though, because I don't, I don't know if it was maybe the other script had a message in it. I found myself asking, so I, I don't know if it really had a message. It it's it seemed to be sort of carrying over some of the idiotic themes from the last one where evil dies tonight and they all run through the hospital in that ridiculous scene. Yeah. It, it sort of, maybe I, it's almost like it kind of felt like the last star Wars movie. They're like, Oh man, we did some of this in that second one. It, it felt like the last star Wars movie to me in, in like rise of Skywalker in the essence yes. of when I watched rise of Skywalker in the theaters, the one time I saw it, I said to myself, this is a movie that feels like they're making it up as they go along. Yes. And this movie felt like that. There's, so there's there's these elements that you think they're going to stick with, right? There's there's the point where they fall in love immediately, and then you're like, oh, is she going to become like his like accomplice, like like a, a, a but that doesn't really happen, right? And then he murders the doctor with the scarecrow mask, and you're like, oh, he's going to be like the scarecrow killer. That goes away immediately. I forgot that. that. Yeah, that goes nowhere. Nowhere that goes nowhere. He teams up with Michael for a that couple of kills, and then he just goes in the tunnel and beats Michael up and takes his mask. It, yeah, why does he do that? I was so like, oh, God, uh, none of it makes any sense. Another point was, and this was a headline in the review of uh, of this movie in The Hollywood Reporter, is David Gordon Green just trolling us? Is this just one giant troll? Is it supposed to be as well, disjointed? The guy that's gonna, he's doing the next exorcist. I hope not. You know what I mean? I'm not that I care what that's going to be, but I, no, I think he thinks this was a good movie. Yeah. Let's play some audio. These kids approach our uh, antagonist, I guess. He's kind of the co-star of the movie. He, he has to carry really the whole movie on his shoulders. He's got the toughest performance in there. His name is Rohan Campbell as Corey. Corey. 
Which is a bad might, name for a killer. Right, right. Corey comes home tonight. Oh, it's, wow. I don't know what Ooh, they were thinking yeah, there. This, that was so scary. Who's essentially the new Roy, right? Friday the 13th has Roy, and now we've got Corey. But here, this is a hilarious, I could only pull the audio, but here it is. Here's what they say to him. We're seniors, okay? We've been practicing for a show the whole year, you know, loading up for uh, tonight's game, and we're in the fucking marching band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was in the fucking marching band. I don't, I don't. And where's what's also, that accent? Why does yeah, that, is he that from kid the Bronx? Sounds like from that. Right, right. What is that? Well, that was hey, that my was name like, is. Uh, you might have saw me in a Bronx tale. You know, the girl. Uh, uh, you know, she flips the the lid of your car. You're good. That, that was like Corey's parents. Corey's parents were from were in Haddonfield, but they were like, you know, I hope you find love, son. You know, like they were like they're right out of the Bronx. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, in the, in the, they own the scrapyard junkyard. I yeah. totally forgot about that. That was horrible. I got to say, like, right as the movie began, that radio station, like, oh, the, yeah. just the biggest cliche and, you know, that 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 type of radio station has never existed. The DJ who just talks about Michael Myers 24 hours and, and is on the air 24 hours a day. It made me hate Haddonfield. Yeah. Also, the, the the opening, the house in that opening sequence, how large it is. And then we go, what is but Haddonfield? Then it goes to a dead Haddonfield. Where, where Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode now lives, right? She's got yeah. this beautiful home, but the home next to her is all boarded up. Like, what so, are they trying to say here? Well, one of the what is this place? One of the questions we had was, I mean, just logistic, or I guess logically is, is so the point is, is that Jamie Lee Curtis's character is now over it, right? She's, she's fine. She's fine. Because yeah, she has blonde hair now, like cute late old lady blonde hair. You right. know, like She looks better. She's she's more effervescent. But even, even so, let's say she even did after four years get over all that you buy a house in that fucking town yeah. <laughs> well that's what i didn't get none of this makes sense none of it makes sense oh my god like and also was it what the entire middle was it once scary was it once no violent no no there was no. a good, there was a, there was a good kill. The 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 welder to the mouth I thought was pretty good. I mean, yeah, Although I they don't know. show it. They just kind of I, I like that. I did like the fact that they just kind of gave it to you in like a Kind of a close Listen, up, but kind of you had a Halloween kills, which takes a long time to get to that part. Yeah, oh, no, it does absolutely. have it does have and Brian. I'm sure it has. a. I mean, it has one kill. I almost don't want to spoil it if people who if you've not seen it. But there is one great kill involving a record player. I, mean, oh, I yeah, thought that was sure. I thought that was incredible. And again, I'm not saying there's, but that's so you know, deep into the movie. And to me, that was the only. I'm coming good. off Halloween Kills, which, by the way, I have watched more than once because it's a perfect shop movie because it just makes no sense and it just kills all day it's, long. It's so out that of, came, yeah. That was such a high energy movie. And then you just put the brakes on, change the storyline, didn't give me anything I wanted. They certainly reversed it because you're right. Halloween Kills, I remember when we saw it in the theaters, I was getting like tired of like the amount of kills yes. and like so so you do you do the ends bit in your middle movie where it's slower and maybe more character stuff and then on the third movie you go balls to the wall and yeah. they did it they did it exactly the opposite they made the second movie the crazy kill fest and then the third movie is like a love story <laughs> and and like you said it's not michael myers until it is at the very end and and even that's like kind of crappy it all takes oh, place on a kitchen counter yeah i i mean come on well you know i want to play though i got to play another uh, great line before i forget this is again the marching band punks <laughs> they encounter Corey on a bridge uh which they throw him off and then he and Corey ends up oh, 
and they were such doing something. Actors. Yeah. Uh, but although I will say, I thought all the performances, I mean, other than these kids, were really solid. I think this yeah. movie could have been much worse if it wasn't for, I guess it's Andy Matichok as Allison Nelson, who's yeah. Laurie Strode's granddaughter. Of Jamie Lee Curtis is great in it. And I thought, like I said, I thought the kid was really great too. But here's some bad lines. And I guess I get this is classic David Gordon Green, but it just it doesn't work here. <laughs> What is your problem with this kid? <laughs> this guy fucked up the LeBaron. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucked up that Chrysler LeBaron. Uh, then just, just along that line, okay, then there's another scene. There's this. Also, what was the dance scene? Are you going to ever talk about that? Oh. <laughs> I, I don't. Well, I, I was going to talk real briefly about there's a, there's a diner scene where. There's four uh, diner scenes. <laughs> the, the granddaughter <laughs> is talking with uh, the new Michael Myers. Just now, Roy, I guess I'll, I'll just call him. And they're having this back and forth about wanting to get out of Haddonfield. And he's saying, well, we'll burn it down. Like, like John was saying, it was almost like he was trying to pull her into the, let's go kill everybody. But he wasn't. But he, they're, inter they're interrupted by this cop who looks like, he looks like me. He looks There's like twice her age. Like, yes. But he's an yes. ex-boyfriend, apparently. And that's why, this is where I got my new name from. Here, let me just play this. Pretty cool. <laughs> that's the cop. I dig it. Hey, you said you, uh, you were going to call. You were, you were going to call, but you didn't call. Anymore. No. I owe you a call. Did I did I do something wrong? I'm with someone. Oh, oops. Uh, sorry for that. Sorry for the intrusion. Well, um, you know it's uh, it's Joe Grillo's. So... Hey, Joe. Hey, <laughs> Joe Grillo's birthday today. And Joe Ross, uh, he made a sponge cake. He's... I, I actually I laugh about that because when he goes back over to the table and the cops are talking like, "Hey, you had a problem with that guy," and and I and I said to Chris, I said. Don't worry, have some sponge cake. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Joe Grillo's birthday and we made some sponge cake. What is that? What is going on? And here's, okay, here's another, there's a lot of those throw off lines, which, which were in the other movies too. And I sort of appreciated them, but in this, they, they just don't work. And an example is, okay, so there's the pre-credit scene where, you know, this kid is killed, right? And it's a big dramatic moment and it, it sets the, the, the path for this main character of Corey or Roy but, and the, the, the boy's parents come home and see their child yeah. dead on the floor. Then they, Corey runs into the mother of the dead child in a bar yeah, during, a bar. A, during a dance party. Like they couldn't have warned Corey. Oh, by the way, Corey, by the way, cause they don't know who Corey is, but somehow he just, and then the mother, what was the mother's just drink, throwing him back at a bar. That also, was, you lost your son give, on Halloween. Didn't she give off a, right? Didn't she give off a vibe like she wanted to sleep with him? What was going on there? Too was that just unintentional, yeah. or was am I just in the beginning? Weird? In the beginning, when she called him over to the side, what I was like, that? I was like, is she going to tell him like I'll be home, like you know, just stick around a little longer? But and I think just, that's bad filmmaking because the the fact that we both got that vibe either means yeah. we're perverts or that's bad filmmaking. Honestly, I could I could probably or say both. it might be that one for me. You know, I, there's <laughs> enough there's enough you know there's enough stepmother porn in my in my browser history to to probably go with that. But yeah, this this is not a well written movie. It's like okay, so one of the things I wanted to mention was you brought up the the Andy character, the the daughter, right? Or yeah, the granddaughter. And you're right. When when they said that was her ex boyfriend, I thought this chick has no standards at all. Like yeah. she's too she's too cute for this guy. But like she is so hyperly sexually and aggressive towards this Corey kid from the beginning. As soon as she meets him, she's just like really all about him. And I think in a better written script, 
there could have been like some dialogue about how since her parents died and the tragedy of Michael Myers that she's been like really like overcompensating, but they don't do that. And so yeah. then when you get to the point where she falls in love with this kid blindly, it makes no sense because he never once gives you any idea that he is the kind of person that you would go, man, I really love this kid. He's a blank. He's like a fucking blank slate. He literally just walks in. He's just, he's just got a wound. He's got an open wound from, from right. crushing, crushing a glass. Like, and, and then she's just like that. Uh, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. The other question I got to ask, and this has been all over Twitter. It's not an original thought, but it's one that popped into my head. Do we now all go back and write letters of apology to Rob Zombie? Yes. Well, I, I was going to, that's honestly, I was going to say like, to me, there's still like, at least Rob Zombie tried something completely out of like tried to start the franchise over and not pay so much homage to the originals. Well, I think, like, no, I think that's exactly what he did though. He he tried well, to make a Halloween movie while this one is not a Halloween movie, which right. I guess, you well, know, but they're still, but they're still hanging on to the whole Laurie Strode stuff. At least he did like, Hey, I'm doing another generation of Strode's or whatever. This okay. is my Halloween. Like right. he's not relying, like he didn't, he, he altered the John Carpenter one, which I just think this one tried to be so meta with John Carpenter one. You know what I'm trying? Like all this meta stuff now, all this, like we know so much. And I just thought like Rob Zombie's still are better than any of these David Gordon Green. ones. I think, I think the movie that deserves like apologies. And we did, we did a review a couple years ago on the show is the second Rob Zombie Halloween movie, which people give a lot of shit to because I love it that is, one. And I like it too. I do like it too. Because it is, it's kind of batshit weird and everything, but you know what? I'll take that batshit weird over whatever this thing was. Yeah. Whatever this thing was, because this thing didn't feel, it didn't even feel like a horror movie at all. It, it, it feels like a kind of weird love story that focuses on character for a fucking hour. And then when you finally get to who the killer is, it's not the person that you think it is. And then, and then when he goes at the end, that's when they tag Michael in for the last fucking eight minutes of the movie. And yeah, but that, that again, he stole Michael Myers' mask. What? That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in a movie. Why couldn't he have just been the scarecrow killer? And, and Michael and, Myers, they both show up at the same house, and they're you know. I agree. I I, I totally agree. He could have done something different, and could have been a new terror that takes over in, in Haddonfield. And then at the end, Michael Myers could have come in and gone. This is what I thought was going to happen, and I, I told boys this is this. my town. King not Kong my, versus Godzilla, not, sort of. Not my town. Not my town. I thought he was going to let this kid go on a rampage, and then I thought the movie was going to end with the kid going to kill Laurie Strode and Michael showing up and killing him. In a sense, being like, "This bitch is mine. Like you could do what you want, not this one." And it, it, I guess it kind of happened that way. But in I don't know, in a no, he, very, he knocked him out and took out his mask and like I, I'm going to dress up e as Michael Myers. Yeah. I, well, I didn't was... even I did not understand why uh, Michael ended up killing the kid. Why I don't I, even, I didn't even get that. I, and, and oh god, and the other thing it's in like deep spoiler alert the scene where oh, Corey stabs himself, yeah, and Jamie Lee Curtis pulls the knife out just as her grant the you know the boyfriend or the girlfriend. Oh of, uh, yeah, that was yeah. horrible. Like that was horrible, to be a and big... you predicted it. I could predict that. That was but just. Then, but then the granddaughter so shows back up. She shows right, back for, up, and yeah, I didn't understand that too. She's I just didn't like, oh, oh, the my... radio station's on fire. I better turn around. Like what? Why? Why would you it, think? It, why would you it, connect that? 
It was it. Well, she connected it because he said, I used to come up here and look at this thing every day. And then oh. and then so when it's oh, on, that was the <laughs> yeah. And so when it's on fire, this 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 dummy finally puts together that this kid who's clearly not normal is killing people. And not not to mention, he's already told you he killed a kid. He's he's told you he wants to burn the whole place down. These are signs. <laughs> these are these are signs that something's not right with this fucking guy. And she cannot read any of them. It is like it, it, it absolutely feels like I mean, I get that. OK, the Halloween franchise, it's like John alluded to at the beginning of this. We all knew it had run out of gas, right? They, they probably should have stopped these things 10 years ago. It, but we were all we all just gave it that last try. And I think, OK, it's not a Halloween movie, right? That's what everyone's saying. It's, it doesn't feel like a Halloween movie. But who cares? Even if you take it as a standalone movie, forget Michael Myers. This movie is bad. It yeah, doesn't I mean, even it doesn't work on its own. Yeah. Like so. the logic doesn't work. And like the look, like even if you want to call this a love story, a like uh, Will Patton and Jamie Lee Curtis have a flirtation and it That's doesn't so, go anywhere. So bizarre. Was this and, like supposed to be an HBO series? And they're just like, oh, we don't, we're not going to get 10 episodes. Let's just put it in. Like, the so they <laughs> just it's just it's just, this is a movie of subplots that are, are two page subplots that never go any farther than two pages. Yeah. And, and it like, even goes down to characters like at the end. When like when they're having the funeral procession, well, and, oh, we and, talk about and, that. And, like, and the, what and the, the hell? And the black sheriff from the first two movies, who's not in this one at all, just comes out of the car and is like, "This is how we're doing it." It's like one line. You Did people cheer him? in the movie theater? Like, was that that that? It almost made it seem like no. they expected that. Like Darth, when like Darth Vader shows up at the end of Rogue One. Like, who cares no. about that dude? Yeah, also, it, yeah. <laughs> Haddonfield has seen better days. But they seem to all show up on Halloween to walk Michael was, Myers down. to How they know dump. it was Michael Myers? He wasn't wearing the mask. That's the other thing. It's just some old. They just they start driving around town with a dead old man and on their car. My eight year old nephew goes, "Wait, the whole movie they made fun and called her names." Uh, uh, you <laughs> Lori know, Strode. Lori Strode. They call her names, and you're like, "You killed my. Fa- you're the reason my family is this and that." Oh God, the woman. And then in the they all rallied so with her and walked down. Like it's New Orleans, you know, funeral. Dead to the all, dead or something, Mardi Gras. Like, why would the whole town be into that? Like, why <laughs> they all hated her? They all hated her. Yeah, it was it was I, bad. I can't believe of all like you know the, the, these weird Halloween movies with the callbacks to characters from other movies, like the bartender, whoever she was in the earlier movies. No, uh, Anthony Michael Hall. There was nothing. Like that was, the other thing. that was he did. I didn't. I, I wasn't. Died, I thought maybe. Yeah. They, I thought maybe they'd. You know. He was he'd come back and he was in a coma or something. They you know, I thought something they showed a picture of. Him. Oh, I missed that. OK, they, they, all right. Like, I, I they showed something. all the people that Michael Myers killed on the TV or something. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was in there. Yeah, I think so. It is crazy and, how how that this movie doesn't acknowledge the the last moments of the of the last all that chaos of the end of that movie is just not dealt with in any way. I, that's another thing that threw me for a loop. Like kills and ends are no different than Friday. Uh, well, yes, five. they are There's completely no they are completely interchangeable with all those shitty sequels, and that's and that's like, what I found really disappointing. I agree with you there. Uh, you know, I'm just it's it's shocking, but I guess that in ten years, someone will write a Michael Myers Halloween script where Michael Myers shows up in the Navajo nation in like 1670, <laughs> like they did with predator they did predator. Yeah. Hey, that movie is really will, good though. <laughs> we will all eat it up and love it. Yeah. I liked it uh, to a point, but I, you know, the, the, it'll, it'll keep going. I guess that's what's going or he'll be in space. I guess. 
All right. I guess that's it. I guess we should go around. I already gave it my one out of four stars. Movie stinks. One might be being generous. Uh, I, I will never watch this movie again. I can guarantee you this is not a movie I'll revisit, which at least Halloween Kills had Evil Dies Tonight. It had it, yeah. it was so bad or mediocre, but it had something. It had some life to it. At least we, you know, that still is going on. This one, there's just nothing. There's just nothing. It's a, it's a terrible movie. Brian, how many uh I'm going to give it a one as well, but I will watch it again because I need to see how, I need to like, you know, let it rest and I need to see how I feel after all the hype and all the internet stuff dies. And before we go to John, Brian, was that a practice? I mean, I assume that was a practical effect, the one with the record player. Do you know who'd like to work on that? Or Chris Nelson that? did all the makeup effects in this. So yeah, like he's... A very good, you know, great makeup artist, Oscar winner. I mean, you know, total fun. But again, I wanted more gore. I mean, after it ends, I want, I mean, after it kills, I thought there wasn't right, enough. Right. Yeah. Death. It lacks. Right. Absolutely. All right. Mr. Mentor of the Pint, a pop culture podcast. You could find him on iTunes and everywhere. He's everywhere. How many stars do you give this thing? Yeah. Uh, one. It, it's, it's a horror movie that's not uh it's not scary it's not gory it, it doesn't it doesn't do anything that a horror movie should do i i even though it fails totally i almost give it credit for for what it like the weirdness of it i almost give it credit for that because if somehow they had better writing and yes, even if it, it all was landed this, this could have been a genius movie if it, exactly like i i i kind of look at it as like this and I, i'm not saying it's a genius movie but if you ever saw the hangover part three, it's so different than one and two. It's like an action movie kind of dark. It gets weird. Is that one overseas? No, that's the second one. Okay. okay. Yeah. I might not have ever seen the th it. The third one is, is it's, it's a much darker tone kind of, it's still funny, but, but it's a, it's, it's a little darker. And I always thought that was a bold choice. And did it work a hundred percent? No. And like this, if this had worked, I, like Brian said, people would be like, man, it, that was like mind blowing how it wasn't Michael Myers and this kid, but none of it worked. So I give I give it one for trying to be a little different, but it, it's a total failure in terms of like landing. It does not stick the landing. But That's will good... it be the number one movie of the week? Oh, yeah, oh, I think it already yeah. I think it already is. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, okay. I, I just saw like, yeah, it was a 20 million dollar movie and it's. I think it's a project. So somehow there'll be a, we'll never get rid of this cycle because it just keeps printing money. Oh, right. But, yeah. But the, uh, the big thing with this one is, is that after this movie, um, the rights leave Blumhouse and revert back to a cod. So now they have to go through, they have to find a new distributor in the whole nine yards. So there, there probably will be some time before we get another one, but you absolutely will get another one. It'll just be another reboot. You know what I didn't ask, and then we'll and then we'll call it a night. Okay, so and this is a giant, giant spoiler, but so the scene where Michael Myers grabs the kid Corey in the sewer by the throat. Oh yeah. Okay, so I, is I know that from ask. like what? Yeah, what happened there? Is that he transferred his evil into him? Is it from what was it? The hidden? Or did or he was see it, evil? The, did he see well, evil in himself? Or what are the Friday the Thirteenth where it's transferred from one guy to another, whatever, whatever one that is, is like yeah. what, what was going on there? Well, we were talking about it after we left the theater, and I we asked the same thing. Nobody knew. We were actually we were hanging out with Kurt Spieler, uh, the the director of New York Ninja and uh, and the Devil's Well, all that cool stuff. He was there, and we were talking to him afterwards, 
And we, we were we were trying to figure that out because the way they film it, you don't know. Did Michael possess this kid? Did Michael or did the kid in, awaken in, Michael? Infect him, vice versa. Did the kid awaken Michael? Or did they just was the whole kind of life flashing thing like two kindred spirits seeing into each other's eyes? That's the way I read it. Yeah. Me and my nephew talked about that because the next scene was boring, so we could talk over it and really <laughs> not pay attention. And we were like, wait, did he either transfer energy, see himself in you know his eyes? Because we were like, why that would have been the end of the movie. He just kills a guy, he came in, you know, and we couldn't get did over. He wears a mask. For four years, he's been missing, and he's still wearing a mask. Take did, the damn did, mask off. You're did, in a sewer. No one can see you. Did you also notice something that I, I found weird in the movie was, and they keep talking about how Michael Myers is just a man, just a man, just a man, even though in the end of the second movie, he took that incredible beat down and got up. When he's in the sewer initially, he's all he seems like he's limping. His arm doesn't seem like it's working. Until when he, he kills, kills that he kills that first guy, and he starts like shaking like he's the Hulkster, and Before then he's he, having like, an orgasm. Or, I was like, that, what is going that's, on? That's what I said. I said, is he coming in his fucking in his overalls right now? And then but then they show he like a Dahmer, like Dahmer. Which, yeah. You know, yeah, he stands up straighter. He kind of he kind of works the shoulder out a little bit. Like, what the fuck is this movie? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> and the fact they never explain it. That's not a movie being smart or no. it's just it's just it's senseless. <laughs> what is your problem with this kid? <laughs> This guy fucked up the LeBaron. All right, maybe that is that the line from the movie, or is that is that the evil dies tonight? This guy fucked up the LeBaron. Nothing. I don't know, but that might be a new bumper. All right, that's it, John. Thank you so much, man, for uh, John for coming on. Always, anytime. And everybody should subscribe and buy. Oh, go to his Patreon. How do people find what? 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 How do you go? How do you subscribe on Patreon? That's Patreon. uh, Patreon slash the pint. It's uh, one tier, two fifty a month. I get up at least a couple of uh, exclusive audio episodes. We just did a trash tolerable treasure on escape from LA. And uh, I did a review on uh, a solo review. I I finally got around to watching Thor love and thunder. I did a review on that. And we also just did a video review of uh, the Texas chainsaw massacre part two. And you just, you have are coming up or maybe it already published street trash. Street trash is going to be on the regular show that's in okay. uh that's next week next week's episode gotcha cool. so everybody again it's the pint of pop culture pod, pop culture podcast and for uh, mr john amenta mr brian spears my name is joe grillo i had to check and we'll see you next time on insufferable bastards sponge cake <gasps>